Hey folks, welcome back. Glad to have you back. And I'm so glad that we're back on schedule. With the original crew, everything went on schedule. Nobody had any conditions or traveling issues or detective work that they had to do this time. So we all did it. We did it in time. It's a good episode, I hope. I hope you enjoy it. We really enjoyed making it. And uh, it was good to have Demo back to do the game show of the week so that I didn't have to do a terrible job of it again. <laughs> anyway, I won't take up too much of your time. Just want to let you guys know that our sister podcast is StorySmith's podcast. You can check them out at www.storysmithspodcast.com. It's a podcast where we come up with a fictional world between a few of us hosts. And between the episodes, we take the feedback of the listeners who we call our tail weavers and the most upvoted ideas and characters and different elements enter the story. And then we weave those into the story for the rest of, of, of the season. And we've, we've got one season out and we're currently working on season two. So check it out. If that sounds at all interesting to you, if you like world building, storytelling, being in a writer's room, geekdom, whatever, any of these appeal to you. Um, it's again, www.storysmithspodcast.com. And the link is in the description of the episode. All right, guys, check out this episode. We had a lot of fun. Um, things didn't go wrong this time. It, it, it was refreshing. I, I was in shock when I was editing about how well things went. Anyway, here you go. Episode 10. No, no. All right. I'm gonna trade you two sheep for that wood Tell me honey, does that sound good? Cause all I really wanna do Is take away longest road from you, yeah Welcome to these tabletop sessions Welcome to the, welcome to the, welcome to these tabletop sessions Hello fellow gregarious geeks and gamers. Welcome to the 10th episode of the Tabletop Sessions podcast, where we talk about all things tabletop related that have been occupying the hearts and minds of this international group of gamers over the course of the last three weeks. My name is Elias, and with me this week are the human equivalents of my top three of this episode. They may not be the prettiest, but they're definitely my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Dima here. The obvious exception being Dima, my <laughs> wife, who I sleep in front oh, of hey. all the time. <laughs> I better be the exception. We had that one night in Germany. Hello, Ipo, uh, which uh, according to Google Translate in Malay, it means hello, Ipo. <laughs> <laughs> this is for our Malaysian listeners. Hi, I'm Byron. And I'd like to kick us off with some Exciting news happening. It is the second official Tabletop Sessions convention. <laughs> this will be taking place on June 14th. Basically, it's 24 hours of a bunch of people in a house doing absolutely nothing but games. Yeah, sounds like fun. <laughs> Invites have been sent. So if you haven't got yours, I'm sorry. I'm not, in, I'm not involved in that department. <laughs> I'll take it up with my manager. <laughs> Well, we have our second annual TTS Con, which is just a gaming convention, as Byron said. And we have a nice beach house next to the Zubara Fort in Qatar, which is an odd destination. 
for anyone uh, who's not familiar with the lay of the land. But if you are in the region and you're willing to make the trip over, let us know and we'll send you out an invitation. You can join us for that. TTS Con. Amazing. Can't <laughs> wait to ride out an hour into the desert to this <laughs> quiet location. <laughs> That's right. The Airbnb just said a quiet location. That was the description, <laughs> description of it. And if you read like what's nearby, where you're supposed to try to convince people or something, he just writes, just hop in your car, feel the breeze through your hair, drive an hour, and you're there. <laughs> <laughs> Which is enough the of a reason. It's very descriptive. It is. It's more emotional than anything. We're know. not going to get distracted. Let's put it this way. Yeah, there's so much nothing to do there and that know. the guy came up with a rhyme. The last one, only two of us made it the 24 hours and it was just me and Kevin. So I expect better from everyone uh -huh. this time. Bragging. Although it was hilarious, but by around 6 a.m. we had Ricardo, who was on the podcast last uh, last episode, was so tired. We He just disappeared along with a bunch of people. And then we got a video on the WhatsApp group just randomly of like him just rocking back and forth on like a seesaw horsey going, yeehaw. <laughs> so, and the video will be uploaded onto our Instagram page. As it should be. A must. This is, this is. So, so Elias, yes. tell us how we came about with the first TTS con. I'm not sure because I wasn't involved in the first TTS con. Mm. No. Uh, it was a brilliant, brilliant strategic play from the rest of you. Apparently, you all got together and said, for Ali's birthday this year, we're going to rent out this house. And the main thing was he doesn't have to teach any games, which was super sweet because I'm always teaching games. So uh, Dima took me out for breakfast. And then apparently while we were gone for breakfast, you all robbed me. And took <laughs> half my game collection and some coolers and I don't know what else. Probably the dogs. <laughs> he took them all and he went there. And then Dima's like, all right, well, I have something planned for your birthday. I'm like, cool. So we get in the car and we're driving. And then we're driving. And then we're still driving. And it's been 45 minutes. I'm like, Dima, where in the world are we going? And then there's only one thing I know out there. It's this beach uh, area called Fuerth. I'm like, are we going to Fuerth? She's like, Maybe. And then we drive past Fuerd. I'm like, all right, now, like, I, where are you taking me? And then at, at this point, me. there's like no trace of civilization exactly. around. And, and then something clicks because I had found this crappy resort <laughs> several months before and had the idea of this convention. And I go, are you taking me to that terrible, crappy place? <laughs> and she's like, uh, maybe. And then we end up going there. And I'm looking around. I see Byron's car, I see AK's car. I'm like, Dima, that's Byron's car. She's like, no, no, no. This isn't, Byron's not here. And Byron has like this huge <laughs> light blue colored truck. <laughs> and then I'm like, that, that's AK's car. She's like, no, that's just a Land Cruise. Everyone here has a Land Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, but Dima, but that's AK. <laughs> And AK is out in front of the car walking with like a stack of games. And I was like, damn it, I just messaged them to go inside. Like, surprise. I step out of the car and Ipo's out with a party hat on his head. Oh, yeah. And he goes, happy birthday. And he gives me a hug. <laughs> I go in and everyone's there. And it was a full, full, full house. And yeah. we had a phenomenal time. 
And I cannot wait for the second ever TTS con. Yeah, I, all I can remember is being on this like sugar high at like <laughs> four in the morning. We're all powering through the night on gummy bears, playing Spyfall, <laughs> half passing out on the couch. It was really fun. And our listeners I'm, need I'm, to I'm quite sad I won't be there. Our yeah, listeners, we're, yeah, we're going to miss you, gonna you, miss you lot, this Byron. year, Byron. Yes, of course, Byron. Our listeners <laughs> need to Byron. picture that when we say we're driving for an hour, if you drive for an hour outside Doha in Qatar, that's desert. <laughs> so you're, you're so, in another country. Yeah, it's like nothing there. It's like where where the fart are we going? <laughs> it was it was really a, a great experience. And I'm glad we're doing this again. I'm also glad we're changing the place. <laughs> yeah. Let's see how well uh, a very quiet place does for the TTS. A super stuff. quiet place. But to be fair, we had to find a place on very short notice. True. And yeah. let you be surprised by it. So. And I was. And it's one of two times in my life I've actually been surprised. So because oh. I'm super nosy, Whoa. I don't like being surprised. So Whoa. I yeah. tend to like, no one can ever get me with a gift or a party or whatever. And this is only the second time that I can actually remember being shocked. But I do remember walking in and you guys were all standing there with all my games just stacked <laughs> in, in towers <laughs> everywhere. And you were all there. Ipo's kids were there. Everyone was there. And then I like look up on the staircase and even all the way up the staircase, there are people. And I remember feeling like, like I felt really special. It was the best experience. Aww. I had. Aww. <laughs> you understand now we need to ask what, what was, was the, the second surprise yeah. the year before his birthday what was the second time it was another yeah. birthday uh, <laughs> but I was super stressed at work I was like exhausted I hadn't slept in ages and Dimo was driving me somewhere and I was on my phone checking my email the entire time and we were just going to my sister's place and when I walked in I looked up from my phone and there were like 20 people there but uh, I forgot it was my birthday so that one was a little easier to pull off than what you guys oh, we had some awesome stories there yeah, it was great. And the second one's going to be even better. I can't wait for your badges, yeah. Ipo. <laughs> yeah, tell us about the badges, Ipo. Yes, I will make some badges for... Uh, all... Badges? We don't need no <laughs> stinking badges. <laughs> and one of them will be, I was in the first TTSCon. Barn can get one of those. The other one will be, yeah. I was in the second TTSCon. And the special one will be, I was awake <laughs> in the TD's call. Yeah, so that's just for me it. and Kevin, basically. So Dima's not going to ever get one. Uh, let's see what happens in the second. <laughs> well, we should get one for the first one as well. I napped for just one hour. That's like record. Actually, that was like you slept like the second most of anyone if you slept for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, it's going to be fantastic. And really, we're not kidding at all. Uh, we do want this to grow over time, and it's just a great fun time. If you are in the area, if you are interested in joining and you haven't already been invited, talk to us on Twitter at TT Sessions QA and let us know, and we'll send you an invite, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> if you're cool. <laughs> well, speaking of awesome nights and awesome stories, uh, we recently played Tales of the Arabian Nights and Arabian Seas. <laughs> Anyone watch Aladdin yet? No, because it's not out. <laughs> okay, so the designers are Anthony Galela, Eric Goldberg, Kevin Marinet, and Zev Schlesinger. 
Zef Schlesinger, he's actually the founder of Z-Man Games. Oh, okay. Well, the publishers are Z-Man Games. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. Not surprising. Published in 1985, which is older than I am. And then again in 2009. Uh, not by a lot. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Artist Peter Gifford, Dan Harding, and that's it. So, do you guys want to hear about the amazing experience we had? Actually, I've been wanting to play this game for the past four years. I recommended it to my boss when she wanted to buy her first board game like for her kids who were um, teenagers. And, and yes, Dima, we want to hear about the amazing experience you had. <laughs> <laughs> so, we finally played it. And actually... It's a game that could go horribly wrong. Ipo can tell you about that. <laughs> or amazingly well, I can tell you about my experience winning the game. <laughs> and Elias can tell you about his experience almost winning the game that he told me <laughs> over and over Listen. again how he almost would have won if one more turn. <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't say one more turn. Oh, I yeah, that's if true. If Freed hadn't tell kidnapped us, me. Us. And taking me off to the dusky lands to have sexy times with me. <laughs> because that's exactly what happened. Um, they're a freak in the game. Did you tell them what the game no. is about? Okay, tell them about the game. So it's a storytelling game. And basically you start the game. Each player takes a goal card that states where you start on the map, how you can score the card. And on every turn... You take an, you go to location, take an encounter card, and the encounter card will give you a number that you look up in the book. And but there's there, there's the brilliant the part of the yeah. game. Yeah. It's it's not a number that you look up into a book. The encounter card gives you a number which you check on this like grid. How do you react to it, yeah. right? And then based on your reaction to it, that cross referenced on a matrix gives you your unique number. So the events are so varied and you can do so many things. My favorite one that I saw was Drink the Flood. That was like <laughs> one of the coolest. That they're like, there's a flood. What do you do? One of the options was drink. I guess that means just get drunk. But yeah. like, I like the idea of drinking the flood. <laughs> <laughs> so you spend the game basically roaming through the deserts and the seas from adventure to adventure. And you can either get really screwed like Ipo and have unfortunate events. <laughs> Mm -hmm. occur one after the other i think i ended up with like five conditions yeah uh, diseases really and paranoia and <laughs> i think because <laughs> you sanity <laughs> it was funny it was like so i don't know why funny. for everybody else no no because when you left the game halfway through i should add ak got a bunch of things wrong with him he went yeah. insane where we had to make the decisions for him but he also had one that said if you can rob someone you must rob them so yeah. everyone he was meeting, he was robbing. <laughs> he he just, ended up dying. He died. He was out of. He was kidnapped onto like a pirate ship. They threw him out into the water in a barrel and yeah. started pelting him with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was phenomenal. What yeah, happened with great. me is um, there's a lot of afrits in the game, but mm -hmm. I kid you not, every experience I had involved in a free yeah it was really weird <laughs> <laughs> it's like you always pick the method that i just happened them. to pick it exactly and then what and then in the end they took me off to the dusky lands and made me take an extra turn to get to the spot blah, i needed to blah, get to blah. which was one turn away from winning <laughs> but who cares because this is not a game about winning yeah true 
um, when you win. Because I would, I would argue that AK probably had the best time of any of us. Yeah. And true. definitely had the most miserable story. <laughs> it was hilarious because he was um, Alibaba and he died. And when you, when you die, you restart sort of. And um, you keep a lot of your stuff. But like, it's supposed to be like your ancestor, right? Yeah. So he says it's his daughter and he calls her Aliya Mama, which is. <laughs> Baba and Mama is mother and father in Arabic, and Ali and Aliyah, yeah. Um, but he flips over, so he starts off as a female, because you can pick your gender. But two encounters in, he ends up encountering a sex change, oh and turns my. back into a guy. <laughs> so we just had this whole story about, you know, Alibaba coming and like infesting his daughter's body. And <laughs> okay, I want to talk about my experience. So oh. I had the like. I'd rather you don't. <laughs> I get like four different conditions that apparently didn't allow me to do anything, and then I acquired the fifth condition, which was uh, insanity, that <laughs> says that now your decisions uh, are going to be made by another player, <laughs> and I was still okay with that. Okay. So the next card that came out, it says that an old man is uh, there in front of you. What are you going to do? And I'm saying I'm going to help this guy. And the guy gets frustrated and he gives me a curse. <laughs> and I say, fuck it. <laughs> That's too much. He was upset that you were pitying him. That's I was sick. Was. I was insane. I'm going to help the guy and he gives me a curse. No. <laughs> oh, we had a great time. I think you have to yeah. go in with, even if the story is incredibly tragic, that's the point. It's funny. And I think you were in a you were in the wrong mood to begin with because we started really late. You had to go to work after midnight. For sure, yeah. So like you weren't in the mood to just laugh at yeah. jokes. You wanted to play a game. Yeah. And this isn't really so much a game as a shared hilarious storytelling experience. I totally agree. But we were really entertained by what was happening to you. So thank you for that. <laughs> oh, the other frustrating thing was that Dima next to me, she was always getting the, the best. I mean, everything was going so nice. Everybody was so nice to her. They were giving presents to her. I know, I know. I just I have a thing, you know. <laughs> People just like me. <laughs> Byron, would you be interested in trying Tales of the Arabian Nights? Oh my gosh, definitely. The artwork looks amazing. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's really fantastic, and um, and it's definitely not an ugly game. Yeah, uh, <laughs> one cool thing about the game is that the person before you and the person after you. Um, they're both involved in your turn. So one person looks at the grid, the other person reads what, reads what happens to you. So yeah. it's not like you, they don't just get disengaged. And I think that's a very turn. interesting point because Ipo mentioned on BGG that it was most recommended with three. Yeah. And if you think about it with three, you're always doing something. Exactly. You either have the matrix, the book, or it's your turn. Yeah. yeah. With four, which is after Ipo left because we were five, Yeah. Um, I was engaged... 90% of the exactly. time. Exactly. And it was rare that I yeah, wasn't. Five was a bit long. Yeah, yeah, it was too much. And so that was Tales of the Arabian Nights. If you haven't played it yet, go play it. So good. <laughs> so good. So the other game we played last week, uh, Byron, was Arboretum. Mm -hmm. uh, Arboretum was a card game for two to four players. And uh, the basic mechanisms are set collection, tile laying, and hand management. Uh, card laying. Yeah. <laughs> well, BGG says that lame because I guess BGG is insane. <coughs> BGG has the insane card from Tales of the Arabian Nights. It's talking gibberish. There's no tiles. 
So it's a game that you have cards and you're uh, with numbers on them. And um, wow, trees. <laughs> <laughs> you're basically trying to put the numbers in a sequence. You can skip numbers in between, but like you score based on how many numbers of the same suit you get in a sequence. Exactly. I won the game, so. <laughs> <laughs> so I know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> but I wanted to stay a little bit uh, on the trees. The trees are, the, the art is amazing. <laughs> the artwork is made by Philip Guerin, Chris Williams, uh, Beth Sobel, and uh, Waldo Ramirez. Those are actually some fantastic. I mean, Chris Williams and Beth Sobel are two of my favorites. Honestly, some of the, like when I take the card and I see the tree for the first time, I really enjoyed looking at the card. Yes, the exactly. The colors they exactly. chose Very and true. the detail they put into the cards. Very wow. True. You used to call this the tissue box game. Yeah. From the old edition. Yeah. You felt it looked like tissue box design. Because it was like white background and then just the tree. I think, I think so. they might have upgraded that yeah, a little bit. definitely. <laughs> and this new Renegade yeah. Games edition. <laughs> it reminds me of the quality of Wingspan. Oh, wow. And... Yeah, yeah. The, I mean the art, right? Yeah, yeah. And the game, of course, is very good. The game is uh, designed by Dan Kassar and published by Renegade Games mm -hmm. in 2015. Uh, I want to say it's it's not only a beautiful game, it's also a mean game. <laughs> it's very mean. I mean, there is this yeah. rule in the game where, where you lay down all these cards in front of you and you're trying to do the best arboretum. And in the end, in the last round, yeah, there is bidding and then you see if you can score these things. So yeah. all this time, all this time, okay, it's just 15 to 25 minutes. <laughs> but this time, you don't know if you're going to score all these things you're, you're trying to do. Someone could screw you over. Yeah, there's 10 species to yeah. score, and you're only going to have seven cards in your hand at the end of the game, and you have to win the right to score all the ones you want to score within those seven cards. Yeah. So it's, and cards go into your hand before they go into the Arboretum. So it's agonizing because you have to discard every turn and play one into Arboretum. And it's so agonizing because you want to hold something because you need it to score or you need to make sure someone else doesn't score a gigantic sequence that they have, mm -hmm. you know? And really, like, it's an agonizing... I wouldn't call it mean so much as agonizing. I, I never felt anyone was mean to me I felt like the game was mean to me. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> Which is that, what I call agonizing. Like yes. the decisions are really hard to make. I would stare at my hands sometimes and be like, I don't I don't want to give up any of these. I'm done. I'm leaving with all these cards. Yeah. <laughs> and like Lena in the end of the game, she couldn't score any of her suits because she yeah. didn't because she she was she, she was so, win the betting phase. She had so many ones, which are powerful cards, which negate the most negate powerful cards. Other people eight. from scoring. Exactly. She wasn't yeah. dropping any of the ones. All she had in her hand were ones, but that she, doesn't help her It wasn't score. enough to help her score, yeah. exactly. In a four-player game. Yeah. So when you left, guys, we, I played it with Lena, two players, okay. and the game is equally great. So this is one thing that it's awesome. rare. I've played it three and four, and I've enjoyed it tremendously. With it's both. rare that it's equally great with two, three, or four players. Yes. And uh, because of this mechanism, uh, with two players, it reminded me a lot of Lost Cities. I had the same experience with Lena. Of course, it's better than Lost Cities for me. I gave it a 7.4 in BGG, and wow. that's also the BGG average. Wow. I can't, wow. I can't disagree with the Lost Cities thing, it's because it's the whole, the deck's about to run out, 
But I need to play three more cards, guys. Don't draw from the deck. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> don't and what did don't, we do? And you don't draw from the damn deck. Oh my god! Because of course you're not trying to help me, but really, really great game. It was really. And I agree fun that it's better than Lost Cities. from the deck when Elias was trying to maintain them. I liked very much in BGG. There's one guy, uh, Faz Crumbler from New Jersey. He wrote in uh, his rating that uh, his review. Don't be fooled by, by this pretty game with simple rules and delightful art. Underneath, there can be a mean undercurrent, which makes it all the more fun. The challenge lies in keeping the right cards in your hands as you lay out your algorithm to score and looking to block other players from doing the same. So this guy said in like 20 words what we took like five minutes to say. Yes, exactly. Well done, Buzzcrumbler. <laughs> Would you like to be on a podcast? <laughs> So I'm tired. <laughs> hey, you Any, said it. Anyway, Byron, you should try this. That was Arboretum. Byron should definitely try it because he loves like card games. Oh, I love card games of all forms. I, th I think you'd really love this one because I remember you loved um, when me and you played Shut and Totten and um, do you remember that game? And Lost Cities. And Lost Cities, yeah. This Glory is to Rome. No. No. It's not the same. <laughs> this is a lot like that. Oh. Yeah. Arboretum. Terrific. Okay. But on the same day we played Arboretum, actually in the same session sitting, uh, we played Noria, which is a game from Sophia Wagner, who there was a lot of expectation around because in 2015, I think, she won the Spiel des Jahres Fellowship. Sophia Wagner is the one that did... Uh, Noria. And what else? Nothing. Oh, uh, the boldest. The boldest thing, yeah. yeah. Um, she, so she had won that fellowship and everyone's like okay and then the pictures come out of this game Noria which is a wheel building game so what, what the first pictures came out showed floating islands which is the theme of the game and these beautiful like three level rotating wheels that were the crux of the game so I think the same thing happened with this game that happened with Zulkin people saw the gears on Zulkin and expected what is gonna happen here they want to spin it really fast or whatever you know and then Zulkin comes out and it's like, move it two millimeters, you know what I mean? <laughs> but it's a phenomenal game anyway. Yeah. You have to take away that expectation. If you ex This would fit into our last episode if you're disappointed by what you were expecting. Um, when it comes to this game, it doesn't have the highest rating. I think it's in the sixes. But I think it should be higher because I really enjoy this game. So the, the crux of this game is there are these different like areas of focus that you're a senate or political institute on these floating islands of Noria want, are focusing on, but all, they only have enough funding for one of them or whatever it is. So you're just trying to get as high as you can on each one. The theme is, I mean, we're pushing it a bit. With <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. The idea is there's four tracks to score on and you want to score well on each of them whilst also increasing the value of each of them. Because at the end, depending on how many steps you're at, you multiply that by how much you've been able to make that particular chamber worth. There's a lot more to it. And the way that you do it is you have this wheel in front of you that has three levels and they rotate differently. The topmost one has only two slots on it and it rotates 180 degrees every turn. The middle one rotates 90 degrees every turn and has four. The, the bottom most one has, I think, six on it and rotates 45 degrees or whatever. The point is because they're rotating at different speeds, you, and you only have access to the ones on the bottom half, you, every turn over the course of the game, 
will have access to different possibilities and different combos of actions. You can upgrade your wheel, add more actions to it, flip things over to make them worth more. You can buy ships, explore islands, a whole lot of beautiful, gorgeous art, in my opinion, and a gorgeous thing to play with which is why we play board games and not video games, because we enjoy the tactile feeling of things in our hands. Um, it's a beautiful little thing to play with. I really enjoy the game. I think it's a constantly evolving puzzle, and you need to constantly stay with it. It was published in 2017. Um, the English version is Stronghold, although my version is White Goblin, which is the Dutch version. And um, it's completely language independent. So I just printed out the rule book in English, and it was perfectly fine. The art is like the super team of Clemens Franz and Michael Menzel. So Michael Menzel makes some of the best boards and board games, which you can see in Noria. And Clemens Franz did like Caverna and games like that that have this charming air to them. Um, my one criticism of the game that I felt was it doesn't build up to a crescendo. So like the last turn isn't very epic, isn't very long. You can't combo things. You're not scoring anything at the end of the game. So your last turn is just as fast as your turns earlier in the game. So that's the one thing I feel isn't up to what I would like it to be in this game. But other than that, it feels like a constantly evolving puzzle that you're trying so desperately to gain enough resources to just barely manipulate it and shift these gears into place enough to just get what you need done. And um, I really enjoy it, and I definitely think it's underrated in the board game community. Yeah, uh, so I wanted to say when I first saw the wheels, I was not excited. I think I, you can call this experience now. <laughs> I don't get excited with these things. Usually it's just a nice idea and uh, there's nothing behind it. But in this game, everything was running smoothly. It's exactly what I call an elegant design. Mm-hmm. I liked every aspect of the game. And uh, what uh, you said, Elias, it's, uh, you, found, you found it as a weakness that the last round was short. I found it as a, uh, an advantage of the game because that makes the game one hour, one, one hour, 30 minutes. I can't, mm. I can't disagree that the strength of the game is, is great. All I'm saying is at the end of the game, you're not scoring end game points, correct? Everything is scored throughout the game. Correct. There's no like... And now I count how many of this I have, and I have the most, so I gained this many points. There's no end game scoring other than just what you've been scoring throughout the whole game. Yeah, it's just another round. Exactly. And no matter how much you build up your wheel, the maximum you can take is four actions. Mm -hmm. So even once you've fully upgraded your wheel, it's all filled out, 90% of them are flipped over to their double side, you're still doing four actions. So yes, first two rounds you're doing maybe two or three actions. But from that point, you're doing four actions every turn, hopefully, if you're playing it right, three to four. So on the last turn, you're doing the same thing. So like I was ready to go on like many fronts on the last turn. I had filled up my warehouses. I had a bunch of resources. But at the end of the day, I could only do a certain action twice. And um, I couldn't score all the points. I I had the resources to score. I felt like I was in conflict the whole game because... When it wasn't my turn, I wanted to watch what you guys were doing just to, to see your strategies, to learn from them. But at the same time, I really wanted to plan my next turn because it's so... It's it's not that it's complicated, but you want to be as efficient as you can so you can use your tokens as much as you can once 
Like they're on the side that you can use them on. And I just, I felt so fulfilled at the end of the game. Like I worked really hard <laughs> to move my pieces up the scoring grids. And and for for like two days after we played the game, I just kept thinking about it and thinking like, could I have done it differently? Is there anything <laughs> I could have done That's sooner? That's the sign of a good game. Or, yeah, yeah, so exactly. I just felt like it, it was great. I felt great after, even though I didn't win. <laughs> no, I, and, I, I will yeah. say that brings up a very good point too. Another important thing to know is extremely susceptible to AP, analysis paralysis. Guilty so, as charged. <laughs> so not you, the game. The game enables analysis yeah. paralysis. So, um, Because you have so many choices. Kind of, because yeah. you can manipulate yeah. the wheel before your turn. You can you have four possibilities once you've already manipulated the wheel. And then from there, if you have mo multiple upgraded tiles, you can pick which one you want to do twice. So there's a ton of things. And like when you, when you take the extra tiles, at the end of your, to your turn, you, you're supposed to place them. If So we, cut, we weren't really waiting for the person to place it in their True. Things. But so there's not so much interaction. If so you were to wait for so someone, what, they might take a while. I, I so disagree with that. Statement. I wasn't paying attention. What I mean, I wasn't paying attention what you were doing. So at the same time, I was thinking, what am I going to do in the next? So I was using that time to plan my. But next I feel move. like you miss a lot when you do that. Like when I was yeah, but, watching them do their yeah. turns. Because it's a wrong statement. Sorry, but literally w one of the things you do is increase the value of what you're scoring and decrease the value of what the other person is scoring. So it's important to know what political action they do. It's important to know which island they're on. It's important yeah. to know what they're collecting. But yeah. Ipo wasn't really paying like, attention aggressive to all that. Like yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was. I had a great time. I, was, I, I played nice, it twice yeah. now. I think you guys have tried it once only. Yeah. I've had it with three and four, and I enjoyed it tremendously with both. Um, this game is underrated, in my opinion, and needs to be played more. Yes, I, I agree. And it's Baron, I think you'd like so it too. So good. Uh, more than likely. I love, love steampunk. True. And it, it does have a gorgeous look. Mm -hmm. And it ha it's a bit feldy. Like, yeah. it has a bit of that oh, Stefan Feld. Yeah. Like, you have so many things you can do. What are you planning on doing? Yeah. You know? Um, especially the fact that you get to build your wheel the way you want to. Mm -hmm. I also want to point out that the way the market sets up in the beginning, so there's these four resources that are different prices, changes the game completely. Yeah. And our first game, sorry if I'm carrying on a bit, our first game, mm -hmm. the most expensive action was the explorer tile. So even oh, though there were a bunch yeah. of tiles for uh, islands for us to explore, we didn't even get to half of them because it was so expensive to grab that tile, so we only had one in our yeah, wheel. Yeah, in our game, it was so in cheap. In our game, it was, it was the one. cheapest one. It cost one resource. Yeah. So we explored all the islands by like turn three, <laughs> yeah. you know? So that changed yeah. the game completely for me because also there True. was more technology tokens in this game because more people had built more factories because we explored more. Yeah. So the whole game changed up changes. on me. And having played it twice, I think there's a lot to explore. And that's the thing. When I was thinking about how I was going to play it differently next time, I was thinking, but it all depends on how much the tokens cost. Exactly. Because that's going to change the yeah. way I play my turn. Exactly. We yeah. could talk on and on about it, but we should stop. I, that was Noria. Go ahead, Ipo. I just wanted to say, uh, I feel this game should travel to the Titis convention. I agree. Because it's 90 minutes, just, it's a full year experience. I also want to put a disclaimer that Titi's convention is TTS Con. <laughs> <laughs> and, and nothing to do with Hooters or strip clubs. So um, yes, I'll put it on the list. People have been texting me what they you want me to bring. You might be surprised again. 
<laughs> so that was Noria, and a highly recommended game from three of the four of us, and probably the fourth once he tries it. So from steampunk to sci-fi, the next and final item for today's agenda is a game called Empire of the Stars. It's designed by Adam West. Yes, the Adam West. No, 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 no. I doubt it's the same Adam West, but it's still cool <laughs> to believe that. Basically, Empires of the Stars is designed to be a 4x space exploration game that can take place in 60 to 70 minutes, which, if that's true, I'd be very happy. That never happens, though. <laughs> yeah. No. There's a couple of interesting things about it. One, the box art looks beautiful. Also, um, it says there's 75 unique technologies. Mm -hmm. So if you're talking about replayability, it sounds like yeah. a lot. Yeah, so. but just to read them, it will take uh, like I 90 I don't think minutes. you're supposed to read all 75. <laughs> <laughs> and another thing I like is um, you're trying to gain the galactic throne or something. So apparently once you gain the galactic throne, the game like ticks down. I like stuff like that. I like when there's mm -hmm. like an event triggers like a countdown. So you're like, oh my God, yeah. all of a sudden I have three rounds to finish the game. I think that's cool. And they say it plays in 90, 60 to 90 minutes. So um, it's probably bullshit. But <laughs> consider. I always like those games that have the, the different roles, you know, and this one it's explorer, merchant, engineer, scientist, whatever. I always like that, like Puerto Rico. Twilight Imperium. True. They all have that same sort of mechanic. Very true. Very true. Mm -hmm. And uh, the fact that this is a remake of an older game is usually a good thing. It means they've taken a lot of player feedback. Well, hopefully, what you would expect them to do is have taken a lot of player feedback from the original and made a better version. Right? This is why second editions should be better. But this is more than that. It's like a remake of the game. So I'm expecting... Something good. And if they can pull off a 4X in 90 minutes, I don't know. I feel like part of what makes a 4X a 4X is the fact that it takes the whole day. But uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. I but, wanted to say that. So yeah. let's yeah. see. We'll give it a try. Yeah. Just for the box art. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it is being released only in 2020, so there's still a lot more news going to come out for it. Yeah. And hopefully it explains the rules a little bit better and we can see if we really want to pick it up or not true mm -hmm. i just want to point out a tie-in the artist one of the two artists jeff brown peter gifford is one of the designers of tales uh, one of the artists of tales of the arabian nights so oh. so apparently we like his art because <laughs> mm. we're done with both very cool thank you byron for empire of the stars check that out it's coming out next year guys anyone have any idea what time it is what uh, time? Uh, it's time for the game show of the weekend. Mr. Timeline, give me a day, a moment in time when this game was made. Okay, guys, are you ready? I heard that last episode was uh, grueling. <laughs> grueling? Grueling. Uh, I couldn't find the word. Google Translate. I, I did okay. Uh, you, 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 you came in joint last, Barbara. 
<laughs> I scored a point. <laughs> I, in my head, it was easier than it was, but I still had a great time making it, regardless of how you <laughs> yeah, guys did, did in the game. So, yeah. And I had a great time listening to it. Thanks, guys. It was a lot of fun. So for this week, the game is A Moment in Time. Okay, so there are going to be three parts to the game. The first part, I'm going to give you each the name of a game, and you have to decide if it was released before or after the seed game. Okay, so first player is Elias. Yes, <laughs> randomly selected. <laughs> randomly selected. <laughs> The seed game is Hanabi. And your game is Deus. Was it released before or after? And you'll get two points for the correct answer. Are you going to tell me when Hanabi was released? Hanabi was released in 2013. Deus before or after 2013? After. Correct. Elias, two points. Ding, 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 ding. I remember when it came out. Seriously? Yeah. When? Uh, no, no. I remember when it came out. Oh, okay. And I, and I bought it. Okay. <laughs> but I think didn't Byron buy this like for us? Yeah, Byron bought from us. But yeah, no. But I I remember when it came out because uh, at that time I was watching a lot of Dice Tower videos, and um, they were kind of raving about it. So. Yeah. Okay. So Byron, this came out in 2014. Your okay. game is Red Seven. Before or after? I'm going to say after. Ding, 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 ding. Really? Byron, yeah. two points. Uh, what I appreciate about Dima is her doing the ding, ding, dings, even though she knows I'm going to put in the ding, ding, <laughs> But it's nice you to have both. You can cut them out no, and replace no, no, them. No, no, they're, they're not getting cut out. <laughs> okay, so Red 7 was released in 2015. Good job, Byron. Ipo, Red 7 is your seed game, 2015. And your other game is Dead of Winter, a crossroads game. Oh, don't you own that game? Yes. <laughs> but was it a new game when I got it <laughs> or an old game? Uh, I will say goes. Uh, it came out later. Uh, <laughs> it came out in 2014. So, no. so far, Elias and Byron in the lead with two points each. That's only one year before. Digital oh, five, bro. Yeah. <laughs> my mind was hard. <laughs> okay, guys. So now I need you each to take a piece of paper and a pen. So look at question two. So, you, so I'm going to list four games for you. And you have to put them in the order of release date. Okay? So you're each going to get one point for the correct placement. So, A, Firefly, the game. B, Caverna, the cave farmers. C, Letters from Whitechapel. D, A Game of Thrones, the board game. First or second edition? Second edition. Yeah. Sorry. <gasps> oh, that changes everything. <laughs> okay. So now go ahead and put the letters in order. Five minutes later. Okay. So who would like to share their answer first? Or should I share the answer? I think Byron should because we can't see what he's oh, doing. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, Byron. What's your order? Okay, my order is probably completely wrong. But That's I said okay. Letters, then Firefly, yeah. then Game of yeah. Thrones, then Caverna. 
Okay, so Byron, you got one right. You got Caverna hey. right. I'm happy nice. with that. Okay, so Caverna was released in nice. 2014. It's the last one. I'm showing you what I did. DCAB. So Game of Thrones, then Letters from Whitechapel, then Firefly, then Caverna. Damn, Elliot. What? What did I get? Uh, I'll tell you right after I check Epos. Well, you can get like one. I got zero. <laughs> so, uh, Elias is the winner with four points. Damn. Byron gets one point, and Ipo gets zero points. May I say my guess just for the listeners because they don't know? Yes, tell us what you guessed. <laughs> I thought that Caverna came first because. What? Okay. Yeah, because it, I have your I copy. Have said it that it too. looks very old, looks right? Old. <laughs> My copy is well worn and well used. No, but like exactly. the drawings it's like, on it's like I from eighties. Okay. <laughs> Firefly, because it, it was one of the first games I played with Byron. Okay. Okay. Which oh. is how you qualify when games were released, yes. obviously. Then Game of Thrones, because it couldn't be more than seven years. It's Game of Thrones. Right? No, there okay. was the book. Yeah. It, and also, the really? series has been out for ten years. Because it's eight seasons, and the last one took two years to come out. And if you so look nine at years. if you and we played, I don't know, you played our copy of the game. It didn't yeah. have the pictures of the actual people from the movie. No, did it? it was no. original art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so last one, letters. And from then letters from White Sabbath because it. Okay, so it looks, actually, it looks the most. Fresh. Elias, would you like to tell us your order since you're the winner? Well, I did. Uh, <laughs> first choice was Game of Thrones. 2011. Because, because it was designed by Christian T. Peterson, and he hasn't designed a game in fucking forever. Good job. So I figured that. <laughs> Next was Letters from Whitechapel, because it's got like three editions. So I figured it must be old. Then Firefly had definitely come out before Caverna, because I knew, because the show was out so long ago. Like, who the hell is still out? That is know. ridiculous. They and, were all like one year apart. Seriously? Good job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So Game of Thrones has an 11, Letters from Whitechapel 2012, Firefly 2013, and Caverna 2014. If you'd given me so, gun to head and wow. told me how far Game of Thrones was from Caverna, I'd probably said 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> it, it makes sense. It was only shot. three, but yeah. Okay, guys. So, so what's the score? Elias is now in the lead with six points, Byron with three, and Ipo zero. <laughs> I'm still in it. Okay, so... For the last question. Guys, Dima is so much better at this I'm than going to name <laughs> two games. And you're going to guess the number of years between the two release dates. Okay? Without going over. So the person closest to without going over gets three points. Then two points. Then one point for last place. Okay? Mm, so the oh, two yeah. games are Trivial Pursuit. Master Game Genius Edition. Viticulture Essential Edition. Eight hours later. Baron, you can go. Show us your number. How many years do you think? I'm going to say seven. Seven years. You think there were seven years between Trivial Pursuit and Viticulture? Yes. You think Trivial Pursuit came out in 2007? <laughs> Look, I'm not saying I'm excellent at this. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Ipo, what's your number? I said 20. 20. 20 years. And Elias, what's your number? 45. 45. 
What? So Elias went over. Damn it! So he's in third place. Ipo is I the weep. closest. Twenty years, actually, it's thirty-four years. Oh man! Trivial Pursuit was released in nineteen eighty-one. Oh really? Yeah, and Viticulture two thousand fifteen. So Ipo number one, Byron number two. And Elias three. Oh, funny now. So hey, Ipo's gonna end the game with three points. Good job, Ipo. What? <laughs> what? The, this gives me only three points. Yeah. Give me some more. It's the last game. <laughs> <laughs> Elias gets seven points total, and Byron ends the game with five. So the winner is drum roll. <laughs> wait, wait. It's, it's seven gonna more be than a five. surprise. <laughs> you guys ready? And the winner is Elias. Oh, thank you so I'm gonna put in a plus. Was I guessing the year's difference, or was I gonna guess Elias's final score? You're oh. gonna get a badge for this. <laughs> Ipo, good job. You got one question though. Oh well, then Ipo. Well, it helped that Byron thought that Trivial Pursuit came out in 2008. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I thought that edition came out in 2008. I tried to pick like the oldest game I knew that was kind of. Popular that like wasn't Monopoly chess. and the game of life. No, I didn't want to go Kemet. that far back. Dima, good job on killing the excitement. <laughs> <laughs> the, the last question should give more points. No, in order I disagree. To have some, in order to give Dude, some, it gives the most it, points in the whole game. You wanted it game, to negate the whole game? If I got a yes. perfect four for four on the second part, I only got four points. Okay, I'm just, All you had to do was say 20. I'm just going to point out that the losers always complain. Just like last time, Byron won. All I heard was Elias complaining. Oh. And now Ipo's complaining. Oh. Guys, guys, you need to be better losers. I do want to like point out that Byron did complain last last episode when you weren't here when Ricardo won. Oh. He told me. He told me that's because uh, Ricardo won. Dima, Dima would have docked him points for that. Which <laughs> <laughs> is totally wrong. And in any world where Dima is harsher than I am, like I don't know what world that is. But, yeah. So <laughs> it was a folks? very sad world. Well, you know what? We need to celebrate. We need to celebrate something really important. Yes. Ipo got three points. He got the last question right. And you know what we're going to do to celebrate? We're going we're go to the Suvlaki van. Let's go. You hear that music playing? The Suvlaki van is coming around the corner. Oh, man. Love me some tzatziki right it's now. It's the Hippocratic Corner, baby. Yeah. yeah. Put your hands up in the air. I wish we had some Suvlaki and tzatziki right now, but we Okay, Ipo. Okay, guys. Up. So this uh, week, month, the, uh, this 21 days, <laughs> uh, episode, thank you. Okay, so th in this episode, I would like for you to tell me your top three of games that you like but are really ugly. And yeah. since I usually go in the end, I'm going to start. Uh, with my uh, top three. Uh, top three ugly games. Yes. And uh, my number three of ugly games is Terraforming Mars. No way. I, I Okay. No way. The box, the box is beautiful. Okay. But the cards 
are the worst. They're very... Yeah, so some point. are pictures and some are art and it's weird. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, if we're rating this on like good games, but like have a certain level of ugliness, I don't think Terraforming Mars is as ugly as a lot of games we That's love. That's why it's my number three. Okay. <laughs> but uh, still, I don't like the art at all. Uh, to be honest, I felt they didn't pay for art in this game. So uh, they have the chance to make a second edition that will be amazing because the game is good. And that was my way of thinking behind this. I was thinking what games I would like to see a new edition with better art. Mm -hmm. So I want to see a new edition of Terraforming Mars. Num my number two is Automobile, mm. yeah. which is another game that I really <laughs> like. <laughs> but I can't see what's going on on the it's board because it's choice. brown, yeah. brown, and brownish. Yeah. And <laughs> no, it's it's light brown, beige, <laughs> exactly, and poopy brown. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you need to be really trained on uh, brown. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> to be, <laughs> to be uh, yeah, brown, brown, ca capable of uh, seeing what's going on in this game. Anyway, it's a, it's a fantastic game from uh, Martin uh, Wallace. Agreed. And, uh, but it's a fucking eyesore. Like, I tried <laughs> to get a good picture of this game. I couldn't. Like, it's just not possible. There's no angle where this game looks yeah, pretty. But tough. there is a second edition coming out. Okay. Really? You know that. I told you. So the guy <laughs> who used to be at Mayfair, uh, one of the employees that when Mayfair shut down, he bought the rights or he kept the he took the rights of automobile and so he's planning on releasing it which is why there were so many copies of automobile available on that essen trade because oh. everyone was like fuck it, i'll just trade this one and get the new edition which is what i'm planning on doing that's how i got the game <laughs> <laughs> all right so that makes sense now and my number one is antiquity oh yeah um I have to say this game is amazing. That's why it's my number one. Uh, the art, to be honest, it, I understand it has a theme. What it, art? It, the the art. What art? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, they have uh, a concept, and, and they they fail to execute. It. Yeah. No, no, they, they executed the concept. There's no art. The, the the shapes are just in Tetris shapes, and instead of drawing what they are. They just write it. So it's like, this is a tea thing. Church. You know what I mean? It doesn't say, it doesn't look like a church. It just says the word church on it. I felt it's supposed to to look medieval or something. <laughs> you look medieval. Anyway, it's it's ugly. <laughs> let's, put, let's put it straight. But I think this also has a new edition coming out. I've read somewhere. Anyway, this was my top three. Phenomenal. I'm so excited. Elias, please tell us your... Top three. Uh, okay. So these are literally some of my favorite games. Like, it was hard not to just put my top three. You know what I mean? But there's a certain level of ugliness, like I said, that it must meet. For example, Through the Ages is ugly. Okay? No, no. No, the first version. No, no. But, no, I like the but first version. No, it's, it's very ugly, people. Most of those people look like they have an alien under their skin that's about to burst out. It's awful, <laughs> awful art, okay? But because the new version is, is pretty, I, I forgive the old version for being ugly, okay? And, and, and stuff like that. So, like, 
you know, there's a lot of games that are ugly, but they're not ugly enough to make my, that's what I want to say. Because if that was the case, really, like my top three would just be the this top three because I don't give a crap about the way the game looks. I have some very pretty games that I don't touch, right? But most of the games that I love, I have a bit of ugliness to them. I like it, you know? I like I like you guys because you're ugly, and I like these games because Whoa, ugly. whoa, whoa. Uh, your wife is there. Have you met my dog? Have you met Bella? Have you met Bella? Have you met my, my favorite dog? It's super ugly. Man, your wife is in the podcast. My wife is beautiful. Okay. okay. Let's make this clear. She's clearly the exception. Oh. Anyway, so I pick well. things that have the biggest disparity between the way they look in terms of like, drawing me to the table if I hadn't already played it. And keeping that in mind, my number three is Zendo. So Zendo looks awful, in my opinion. The little multicolored pyramid wedge and box things mm. that have, they didn't even try to match the colors properly. They just picked a bunch of primary colors and they're just awful looking and it really just looks like somebody is playing with blocks a kid is playing with blocks and a kid who's clearly never going to become an interior designer in his or her. <laughs> so that that's what Zendo looks like. And I had a hard time convincing myself to buy it. And uh, it looks like a Nate's game. You're right. And when I did, I couldn't be happier. Yeah, so it's a lot of fun. I love Zendo. Um, it's an incredible game of inductive reasoning that looks like a child's toy and an unfashionable child to boot. Uh, my number two, Pax Porphyriana. Yeah. My favorite game in the pack series so far, and by far the ugliest. I mean, I have to explain to people in that game why certain icons that do the same thing aren't in the same spot on each card. Because the guy just put them in a different... Sometimes there's just different sizes. There's like a different <laughs> size icon that does the exact same thing and that's just Pax Porfiriana but what a game that makes you feel like you're in the wild west days of northern Mexico and in the days of Porfirio Diaz and the end of his reign just an incredibly deep and fun rough and tumble game I really enjoy Pax Porfiriana I refused to play the game for the longest time because I just I couldn't get over the way it looked you still I haven't just... played it oh you, you I played, played Pax Premier. Uh, Pax Porfiriana's graphic design is word art. <laughs> Seriously. That is 100% accurate. And I have the collector's edition. I just want to point that out. Really? Yeah. Um, and then my number one is also my number one game of all time, Virgin, Virgin Queen. Queen from GMT. I think it's pretty. I do. But I asked Dima, I said, is Virgin Queen ugly? And she just, without hesitation, she said, Yes, incredibly much, incredibly ugly. So apparently, Gordon Queen is ugly. So there, there's just nothing appealing about it. It's just, <laughs> it, I, the map is pretty though. Yeah, the map is like a distorted a version of Europe. Yeah. It's, it's just, I mean, if you're a war gamer, you'll like it because of the hex encounter stuff. Yeah, but yes, you're right. Yeah. I don't. I look. I look the graphic design. I don't look. The yeah, it's got, it's got all that point to point movement mm. stuff that covers up the map really. Mm -hmm. And the, 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 the ships aren't particularly pretty. They're just the typical GMT war game style. The leaders, like, they're these long standees if you choose to use them. But it's not like the face or the, the picture the person takes up the whole standee. It's a tiny, tiny half a centimeter by half a centimeter picture. Yeah. And then they just write information. That doesn't negate the fact that this is the greatest game ever made, in my opinion. Yes, there's luck. 
but it's a game where I genuinely feel like I'm part of the wars of religion. Uh, there's age of exploration, piracy, circumnavigation of the globe, royal marriages, kidnapping, betrayal, and trust and conversion, and oh, oh my God. Super thematic. <laughs> it's an incredible game that is incredibly ugly. And it will always it have a spot in my heart between Bella and you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Just talking about it, you make me want to play this game. Oh, and it's yeah. so good. Yeah. We should plan for it this summer. Thank you, Elias. Let's go to, to Dima. Okay, so my number three is In the Year of the Dragon, which we already spoke about. Oh, and I just, yeah. ugh, I can't deal with those little squares and the tiny images in them. And the cards, it just it doesn't match. I don't know. I just, I feel like the theme is great. And they just, they could have meshed it more with it, the artwork. It, it is like Chinese artwork, right? It is. Huh? It's just. But bad Chinese is just brown. It's just brown. Yeah. And like, if I ever walked so, by and people yeah. were playing it, I just, it wouldn't interest me at all. I agree with you completely. The only reason it didn't make my list is not because it's not ugly enough. It's because it wasn't good enough to compete with the other games oh. to make my top three. But it's, it is 100% one of the ugliest things I've ever seen. And a good game. And a phenomenal game, yeah. yeah. So my uh, second choice is it's actually one but it's actually the whole series so 1846 or all 18xx games i really just <sighs> i just i don't <laughs> it's just a bunch of tracks on a map and i just feel like they could spice it up a little or <laughs> or maybe like you know make the games look a bit different from each other. It's just, it's the same colors. It's the same lines. It's. I mean, you could literally the same use the tiles from one game on another. Yeah. And because a lot of print, uh, sorry, because a lot of 18xx is print and play. Um, if you just make one set of tiles, you can use it across. And I have no issue game. with tiles being used across. It's just, I don't know. I would have liked a little more aesthetic beauty since you play them for like six hours. I find it very interesting that we didn't think of 18x. I did. I don't think it's very ugly. Oh. I, I actually really like the way the tracks meet and stuff. I think it's quite pretty. And also, if you look at games like 18OE, I think it's quite pretty. I also think 1830, the version I have, when you have the ugly tiles, but you could flip all the <laughs> tiles over and they have like desert and cacti around them and they it, become it, butterflies it just it just meets the it just looks a little better i, I don't think it is ugly but that's subjective so yep and my number one game is food chain magnate get out blah <laughs> blah get out man blah. that game man it's so ugly like the board i can't deal with it I don't know. I just, I feel like the advertisements could have been prettier. Those like the the radio versus the TV versus the billboards versus, I don't know. Everything what about was the cards? Just, it was lazy. What do you think about the cards? <gasps> the cards are fine. Like it, it it's, it's thematic. It has like a 60s, 50s, yeah. 50s vibe to it. That I felt. The board, I don't know. I just, I just felt like it was just one color. Okay. And then there was a little black drawing on it. And then the board was extremely simple. Next question. How do you feel about the board once it has a ton of stuff on it? 
It's better. No, no, no. I mean in terms of clarity. This is a game that has True. tons of True. shit everywhere. I I don't like so the it needs ugly to be minimalistic. white art. But if it was yeah. anything else, if they drew roads and trees and stuff, I wouldn't know what the hell was going on. True. If 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 it was the, any possibility that I could not see a green beer token because it blended in with the green uh, background garden, or something. This is a game yeah. where you have to constantly keep track of everything. Yeah. So I don't disagree I that it's ugly. Feel like the artwork on the like on the tiles at least could have been. But I don't think they're ugly. Better. I think. Uh, see, I I disagree with you. I agree. Just the board is ugly, but I think the tiles. I think the 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 advertisement. I think the cards. I think they're all very period appropriate, and it, it, it looks good to me. The so. thing is, for me, aesthetic has plays a big part in me wanting to play the game sure. initially before I ever played it before. And so Food Chain Magnate, I didn't want to play it for the longest time. And you showed me a video of Shut Up and Sit Down, which hyped me up to play the game. But when I looked at it, I just, I really didn't. I think most of, the, most of, uh, uh, mo yeah, more than half of our group didn't like the art in this game. Yeah. I think it's, there is an ongoing debate of whether this, uh, game has good art or not but i'm on the side of alias that uh, the art works in this game totally and thematically it's 50s and anyway we have our own opinion yep i'm <laughs> done with thank my top three thank you very much dima let's go to byron, byron. i guess uh, my top three is number one is power grid Number one. I think he means number three. Well, no, well, no, yeah, I mean number three. It's a great <laughs> game, but it's all green. Everything is green. <laughs> so we have different shades of brown and different his shades of green. Catalog <laughs> is green. This designer. It, yes. Even yeah. His hair is green. He, he needs a different palette. <laughs> yeah, he does. But I disagree with you that it's a good game. <laughs> oh. Oh, shots fired. <laughs> My number two is Medici. <laughs> well, your version specifically. <laughs> Would anyone like to trade it? This is an open invitation. Two episodes in a row, he's trying to get this out of his collection. <laughs> when, and we need pictures my all-time favorite is Virgin Queen. Oh, oh, good choice. So you do agree that it's an ugly game? Yeah. yeah. I, I think the only ones that would disagree it's ugly are the blind... <laughs> no, I like the map so much that I wouldn't care of the rest. But okay, Byron. Byron yeah, so oh, could you talk a little bit about how great my favorite game is? <laughs> I love everything about it. I didn't play a full game, and I wish I did. Yeah, no one did. I did. Oh. Yeah. I love the arguing. I love the deals, the deal breaking, the trading. It's everything you want in an all-day game. And also, you can't be eliminated, unlike Star Trek Ascendancy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that helps. <laughs> also, Byron, where do you stand on the Food Chain Magnate debate? You have played Food Chain Magnate, right? I have not played Food Chain Magnate, so I abstain. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we'll, put, we'll definitely post pictures of Medici. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. <laughs> the new version is gorgeous. It's yeah. Vincent Dutre 
and it's really beautiful. But really, Byron's version, I mean, it's it's like it's a prototype, an abandoned <laughs> child of Hades. <laughs> if you were new to board games and you saw this, you would never play it. <laughs> All right, thanks so much, guys. That brings us to the end of this tabletop session. Thank you for listening. Please check out our very active Instagram account at Tabletop Sessions. You can reach us through Twitter at TT Sessions QA. And remember, if you are interested in joining us for TTS Con 2, let us know through Twitter at TTS Sessions QA, and we'll see if we can get you there, if you're cool. Or join the conversation <laughs> over at our Board Game Geek Guild. And you can find the link to all of these in the episode description. Please rate us on iTunes or on Apple Podcasts. If you use an Android podcast app and it has a rating system, please rate us there. We'd appreciate any feedback we can get from you. And it really, really helps the podcast get noticed and grow. We'll be back in three weeks. And until then, to quote one of my favorite writers, God damn it, you've got to be kind. Say bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye, bye. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to check out our sister podcast at www.storysmithspodcast.com and if you could give us a rating on iTunes, we'd really appreciate it. Thanks again. See you next time. Table, table, top. Table, table, top. Table, table, top, top. Session.